Hey folks, this is AJ. Thank you again for stopping by on Everyday Christian Podcast. This is a podcast where we not just talk about the standard cliche of having faith, but we're talking about how do we apply that in a day-to-day um, situation um, beyond just Sunday. So I am blessed and thankful today that I have a co-host with me today. And Gus, go ahead and introduce yourself, please, sir. Yeah, good afternoon. Uh, my name is Augustine, or I go by Gus. Um, I'm a media director at uh, our local church here, New Life Bible Church in Orange City, Florida. And um, I've been the media minute uh, director there now for about going on a year and a half and um, found AJ's videos on YouTube and and definitely got a lot of help from a lot of the stuff that you uh, teach on there. And it's been very helpful to help our ministry grow to the next level. Well, I appreciate that. And let y'all know for people who are listening, Gus is the one who has pushed me to do this. I I was said <laughs> I was going to do this a while ago and I let it down the vine. And then Gus was like, hey, you ought to do that. And I was like, how did he know I was thinking about doing that? I'm like, All right. Is God telling me I need to do this? And then I'm like, OK. And then a couple of weeks went by again or a month. And then it was, he reached out again like, hey, were you still planning on doing it? I'm like, okay, all right, I, I got you, God. I don't want to get swallowed by a whale for me not doing right, what right. I'm supposed to do. But um, today what we wanted to do is um, just real talk of um, we've been going through a couple of the parables so far. And the one that kind of stuck out in my mind today was the parable of the ten virgins, or some people might hear it, of the five foolish and the five wise um, virgins. You can find this in Matthew 25. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I always encourage y'all to read that. Um, but we just want to kind of do a breakdown. So let me give a quick synopsis of what this is. Pretty much there were ten virgins, five wise, five foolish, that literally did not prepare for the future. That's kind of the summation. Um, it's the whole story is talking about the bridegroom is coming late at night. They had their um, oil lamps prepared so that they could open the gate and enter in into the, the, the marriage and all this other stuff. But the bridegroom came late and the five foolish who did not pack extra oil weren't able to, they wanted to go borrow some of the ones that were prepared. And they said, no, because if we let you borrow, then we might in total might not have enough. So they went to go wake up somebody to buy um, some oil. And when they went to go buy it, that's when the bridegroom came and they missed out. So how to, so Gus, in comparable, in comparison, when you hear that, how, what's a good, um, analog to that nowadays? Um, I think the way that that would correlate with today, I mean, especially what we're doing with the media ministry is that, you know, God has given us technology and he's given us these tools that um, we could either, you know, choose to use them or we can be fearful of them. Um, you know, but I think if we were to take advantage of what God has given us instead of, you know, looking for uh, others to provide it. You know, I mean, it all comes from him at the end of the day. So, you know, if we, we use the tools that he's provided us to reach beyond the four walls, you know, then I think that that's, you know, that's something that we should take advantage of. Okay. And I know there's a, there's a kid and I'm a, I'm gonna put him on blast here. Um, Chris, <laughs> um, Chris Dandridge. 
I remember when I was here at um, my home church, originally I was here as a um, hired musician for the youth. And he was one of those kids that used to come around. He really wanted to play, but he didn't have lessons. And I'm all about um, succession planning, meaning that I don't plan on being a, a media ministry person or a musician until I'm 90 and 105 years old. Um, I really believe in teaching so that you can actually you learn more anyway when you start teaching. Um, but when you start teaching somebody else to hand that off so that somebody else can take your place. That's what I really feel that the body is not doing. A lot of people feel entitled. Like, I don't I don't I don't want to teach Gus what I'm knowing because he might be able to come up and one up me and take my position. Right. Um, I really think we need to teach. And what I used to tell him is come around. Just be around it and you'll learn. And he did that for a long, long time. And now he's still working in um, being a drummer, playing bongos and things like that. And now that he's gotten to that point, what I always tell him, and this is what I get from that parable, is you always need to be prepared. Be ye prepared because you just never know when your time may come. Like I remember I was playing um, in church one day and our drummer um, his kid got sick, so he wasn't able to come. And I just looked over him and I said, "It's your time. Let's go." And he's like, "I'm, I, I let's go." You just right. never know when the situation. That's kind of what I get from the parable of the ten virgins, because a lot of people would say, "Man, Gus, why are you watching YouTube? Why are you trying to get better? Like you, 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 you already got enough." Right. I'm thinking like, "Hey, there may come a time where I might need to do more." than what I'm doing. But absolutely. And it's like sometimes we sit back and on our, on our laurels and just like, no, what we're what I'm doing is enough. I, I don't need to do any more. But then when a situation comes to where it's like, hey, hey Gus, um why well, I heard you you help me in media at your church, but look, um we have a church, a new plant church, and we're trying to get started and we got twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment. And you've never studied to see any other equipment that's out there. Look, we need you right now. You've been recommended. We need, we'll pay you right now to come down here and set up our whole media ministry. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, where do you start? <laughs> exactly. But it's like, that. that's why I feel in in real talk, this is why we should never get complacent and just sit back and think um, I, I do enough. Like even from a choir standpoint, I always teach my choirs that you should know more today than you did last year. I, I believe yeah. the same thing is like in, in the kingdom of God and in life in general, you're either growing or dying. You're moving forward or you're moving backwards. By, by not going forward, you're by default going backwards. And I really think that in whether it be in ministry and relationships at home with children, your health, anything, we should always be moving forward in with some way, shape or form or preparing for the unknown. Um, kind of like the five wise um, virgins did. I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Do you have anything to add to that? I mean, I think that, like you said, you know, being complacent is is definitely something that it can not only hinder us as Christians, you know, but it also hinders us from using the gifts to our full potential, you know, because God has given every one of us a gift. And just like salvation, we can choose whether to accept it or not, you know, but it's what you do with that gift 
you know, that really is what is important, you know? So you could either, you know, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you can walk out that faith every day, you know, and, and actually put it into practice, you know, faith without works is dead, you know? So we have to, we have to be constantly looking for ways to stay ahead, you know, and use the gifts that God has given us and not be afraid. I think a lot of it has to do with fear. A lot of the times people are fearful that, you know, that they're going to fail, you know, and, and that's obviously that's normal. Those are normal things that you feel as a human being, but God didn't give us the spirit of fear, you know? So it's important that we, we learn to identify between what God is calling us to do and what the enemy is lying to us about, you know, and separating that. And when you know his voice and you spend time with him and his word, you know, it's easier to separate that. Um, but definitely, yeah, I think being complacent is, is something that it's, it's a bad thing for the church and it's a bad thing for the body of Christ, you know, because Jesus was a visionary, you know, he wasn't someone that just stood around and, and waited until the day that he was going to be crucified. You know, he, he went out there into the places that were dirty and places that, you know, normal people wouldn't have gone and they thought he was crazy, you know, and we might be crazy for doing what we're doing, but Hey, I mean, if it's gonna, it's gonna extend the kingdom and it's going to push the, the kingdom forward and it's going to allow the church to reach more people, then I'd rather be called crazy than to sit, sit around and, and wait, you know, and see other people doing things that I wish I would have done, you know? So it's good to, you know, to not be complacent for sure. And it was something that you said made me think about two things. And I think I mentioned this before, like my dad was a preacher um, and all the way up to the day before he died is when he finally retired and then he passed the very next day. And he accomplished a lot of things. And literally at his end, all he talked about was the things that he regretted. And that really stuck with me when that happened. And that's the reason why I try and step out. And I tie that into the other statement that you had that you were talking about with fear. And I, I think we'll delve into this into another um, episode. But one thing somebody told me this and not just going off of what they said, I actually read it for myself. If you read through the Bible. And I always thought this was amazing. I, I, I think it's kind of hypocritical for us to say this statement that a lot of people say. How come those people in the Bible didn't believe? Like, he was doing miracles right there. If you read throughout the Bible, anytime a miracle happened, it always said people had fear right yeah. after they saw it. And, you know, and then or Jesus or angels will always say, fear not. Everything after right. something happened, they always said that. So. If they were in the presence of a situation and they had fear, who are we to think that we're just that much better? Now, again, it says the scripture says that that's great for those who believe because you saw even greater are those things. The people who believe who did not see. And so, yeah. yeah, we get to that point. But I think in tying all that rambling I just did into this is <laughs> you. Yes, everybody, you know, you. He did not give us a spirit of fear, but just like you said, of, of a sound mind. Um, and mm -hmm. we need to be confident in the fact that going back to, I think, episode one, where we talk about our gifts, which you mentioned as well, is you ha we really have to believe and know that in our belief in Jesus Christ and our relationship, that he's not a deadbeat dad. 
And he did not give us these gifts just to taunt us. That was my learning lesson for so long. Even being a preacher's kid, I used to sit back and think God sat on the throne. And I, I used to think I was a pawn. Like, oh, he's playing a sick game with me. How come all this crap keeps happening to me? This, this, and this. And I used to think that until I really got to the point where, like, especially when I had my daughter, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere close to God. So why in the world would I intentionally do something to mess with my daughter? Right. I wouldn't do that. So God is way better than me. So why, would I, why do I have this thought that he's playing games? And I right. think that's the whole thing, tying all that extra rambling into this of like <laughs> being prepared. Like if he gave you the thought to be prepared, why in the world would he just be like, ha ha, I'm going to punish you because you were prepared. You need to be right. a lazy bum. So, ha ha, that's why I'm not going <laughs> to let nothing happen. And I, I just really think is. Yeah, that's not God at all. Yeah, exactly. Once you get have that confidence. It, it doesn't bother you to step out and do that extra. It doesn't yeah. bother you to, oh, you know what? Hey, I know I'm the media director, but look, let me go ahead and research. Uh, oh, I'm about ready to say something taboo. Let me go research some worldly people to see how they're doing this in this field. Right. How are they doing? Like, oh, my gosh, using the computer is worldly. No, it isn't. It's a tool. The tool can be used for good or bad. Right. Even if they're doing it for bad, that tool can still be used because I'm old enough to remember that I used to get reprimanded because you can't play a keyboard in church. That's how the devil get in the church. They come through the electricity. I I was I I, I dealt with that. Yeah. Just to think that uh, I don't know. Let me, let me stop. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, it, you're speaking real, you know, because at the end of the day, like you've talked about in many of your videos, you know, it's like people are always going to fear something that is different, you know, and they, for some reason, it's like we have it in our, it's hardwired in our DNAs for us to fear the unknown. Mm-hmm. But I think the beauty of that is that it comes like through the process of the unknown you know, and as, as God begins to reveal himself throughout your life and throughout the things that we're, you know, if we're walking in the, in the, on the path that he's designed for us, then it's, it's always going to lead to him. And it's always going to lead to beautiful things coming out of whatever it is that we're doing. You know, he, he's always going to prosper us. You know, he's always going to use our gifts to, to prosper whatever it is that we're doing, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, again, it goes back to really just, knowing God and knowing who his character is, because if you know who he is and you can separate the lies from the truth, you know, it'll allow you to separate what is fear and what is, you know, reverence to him, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I'm reminded of the, you know, the scripture from Isaiah 54 too, where it says that, you know, we enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. Now, I mean, he he calls us to go beyond the box that we tend to put him in and tend to put church in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think fear can keep us within that box and within the four walls of the church. And that's why media ministry is important, you know, and what you're doing with this podcast and and just the conversation we're having, you know, it's bigger than us at the end of the day. No, I appreciate that. I mean, because I, 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 I really. <sighs> 
maybe I'll, I'll do it at another time. But I, I used to have this thing where I used to have a whole lot of dreams. And it used to be, have you ever had those moments where you have a dream and then it actually happens and you have a deja vu? Like, I saw that in a dream. Right. And it even says your 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 old man would dream dreams um, in the scripture and not saying I'm old or nothing like that. But, I mean, it's, it's just interesting that I'm reading a bunch of stuff that um, I, I know I will tie this into at one time. But um, one thing that some people might not know is, like, why did God give us an imagination? I'll go into that another time. But I really feel that he he already knows the plans. He already knows everything that's, that's going on, the good and the bad. He has his yeah. perfect will and he has his permissive will. And he has that will that everything will be great um, in the out and out at the end of what's going on. Um, but I really feel that when you you're given an, an imagination of something, he's and I'll say this right now and people can, I can still get the notes from it. I remember when I was in college in 1998 at James Hall and Hampton University, I woke up and had a vision of a UFO, not the flying mm-hmm. UFO, but it was in the shape of a UFO. And it was kind of like, now don't laugh because I still got the note to say this. I was like, you know what? We have cordless phones. How come we can't have cordless internet? And I drew a schematic of oh, a wow. router before I ever before it was ever made, and I still have those notes. And I'm like, that's awesome. He gave me that vision back then, but I didn't act on it. I right. I didn't prepare myself to work in that area, and then look like routers are everywhere. And everyone has had that type of moment where they'll watch something on TV. I had a thought about doing that, but I didn't act on it. As crazy as it might have been, yeah. Yeah. As crazy as the thought might have been, now we look back and we're like, man, now we got wireless internet everywhere. Yeah, or even even tying it back to that, like, how crazy it is. You're building an ark. It ain't been a rain. Or you you need to go um, march around and then just play your horns and then the walls will fall. I mean, it's almost like everything that we're told to do in preparedness, like you said earlier, sounds crazy. Hey, yeah. you know what? You you have you you have leprosy. Go ahead and dip yourself for seven times. Just keep doing it. Well, it sounds yeah. stupid. Just do it. And then after the second right. time, now let's imagine. I remember somebody said this. If there was a cliff that's twenty feet apart, I mean it's like an abyss and you had to jump over it, ninety nine percent would still get you killed. Yeah. If you jumped 99% of the way, you're still going to fall. And I think that's where we really have to be prepared for whatever it is. Like, just imagine if these these virgins in this parable, you know, I'll go ahead and give you half. Then they would have missed out. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm. And we got to go all the way. Yeah, exactly. You know, we can't hold back. Yeah. And. Like I said, I I, I try and I, as much as I love to keep talking. I know you, you have a deadline. I know I have some other stuff too, and I want to keep this to where you know we keep this confined to a certain amount of time because I want to make sure everybody can listen to this and it's easily digestible. First off, again, Gus, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. I, I really hope and I really know and believe that the people who listen to this got ministered to some of the stuff that you shared, and really appreciate the time. And you will be back. You will be back when we have this again. Did you? you I look any, forward to it. Yep. Do you have any other comments for everybody that's out there that's listening? I just, I think to tie it all up, you know, just don't allow fear to hold you back from anything it is that you might want to do. You know, 
if you've been praying about it and it's something that you feel that the Holy Spirit is leading you to do, then just step out and, and be bold. You know, don't allow fear to hold you back because what you have might be able to change generations to come. You know, so we have the power and the authority that God has given us and we have to act now. We can't wait around and wait for him to do it. You know, he's given us the tools, so we have to take advantage of that. Yeah. So, guys, I just really appreciate y'all listening and just realize that if I can remember everything that we talked about is at <laughs> first that everyone has a gift. Everyone has a gift. You have to know what that is, find out what your purpose is. And then also when you identify your gift, study it, prepare for it, grow it. Or going back to the, the parable, which is the very next parable in the same scripture of Matthew 25, it's a parable of the talents, is you need to invest and grow interest in what you're doing. That's your study. That's your working. That's your developing more in your skill set so that when the time comes, opportunity equals when you have preparedness. That's where I know I'm probably missing the statement. Somebody's going to correct me on it, but the whole idea, you understand <laughs> you opportunity does not come until you're prepared. But right. when you're prepared, be ready for it because it might not come the way you want to. Most opportunities come as work. Absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. how it is. But again, thank you so much, guys. We look forward to hearing and talking with you next week. Appreciate y'all listening to Everyday Christian, where we're not just talking about faith, but how we actually use it on our day to day life. So God bless y'all, and we will talk to y'all next week. <laughs>